Wake up, everyone. It's time for the Steve Noble Show, where biblical Christianity meets the everyday issues of life in your home, at work, and even in politics. Steve is an ordinary man who believes in an extraordinary God. And on his show, there's plenty of grace and lots of truth, but no sacred cows. Call Steve now at 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Or check him out online at thestevenobleshow.com. And now, here's your host, Steve Noble. Well, I hope you are uh, familiar with Riley Gaines at this point. Riley Gaines was an all-American swimmer uh, at the University of Kentucky, just an incredibly accomplished swimmer. And she's the one that ended up going against Will Thomas, who wants the world to call him Leah Thomas and think that he is a she and so Will Thomas, who was a mediocre swimmer at best, he was ranked like 462 the year before, when he jumps out of the men's pool where he should have been competing and jumps into the girls' pool, then uh, he went head-to-head with Riley Gaines. They actually tied in the 250-meter in the national championship meet. And then uh, t- they don't have really a, a, a NCAA, believe it or not, doesn't really have a formal way of dealing with a tie. So, of course... They choose to give the award to Will Thomas, the guy who beat the girl, right? Even though they tied. So which shows you just how much of an incredible swimmer Riley Gaines uh, was in her whole career. And so she was in Raleigh today to help promote the Fairness in Women's Sports Act. So this is the uh, growing uh, movement across the country. And Riley's doing an incredible job. She's showing up everywhere. I think she's going to be on Sean Hannity's show uh, this hour, she's been on Tucker, <clears throat> and then our, our friend Tammy Fitzgerald at the NC Values Coalition is going to call in later. She's actually at the state legislature today, and they're talking about the Fairness in Women's Sports Act, and she just texted me and said she needs to call in later because um, they're beginning to talk about it right now. So they're hearing the sports bill now, so Tammy will call in later. But I want you to hear Riley Gaines's comments from Earlier today, down at the legislature, she's just an incredibly brave young woman, uh, articulate, and boy, is she on a mission. And so she's out there, and you need to hear her story. Do we have that ready, Josh? All right, this is Riley Gaines earlier today down at the North Carolina State Legislature. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. Um, My name is Riley Gaines. I'm here on behalf of myself as well as the Independent Woman's Voice, Um, and I urge you to pass House Bill 574. I recently graduated from the University of Kentucky where I was a student and a member of the women's swim and dive team. I proudly finished my career as a 12-time NCAA All-American, a five-time SEC champion, the SEC record holder in the 200 butterfly, making me one of the fastest Americans of all time, and a two-time Olympic trial qualifier. All that to say being successful at the elite level is far from easy and it's a lifelong journey. It's impossible to put into words the amount of time and dedication and sacrifices that I've made. I started swimming when I was four, so I've dedicated 18 years of my life to achieving maximum performance in my sport, which is not unique when competing at the collegiate level. On March 17th of 2022, my teammates and I, as well as female swimmers from universities around the country, were forced to compete against biological male Leah Thomas. Thomas was allowed to compete in the women's division after competing on the University of Pennsylvania's men's team the three years prior. The first day of competition, we watched on the side of the pool as Thomas swam to a national title in the 500 freestyle, beating out the most impressive and accomplished female swimmers in the country, including many U.S. Olympians and American record holders by body lengths. 
It's important to mention that Thomas was ranked 462nd at best amongst the men the year before. That next day, I raced Thomas in the 200 freestyle, which ended up in a tie. We went the exact same time down to the hundredth of a second. Having only one trophy, the NCAA gave it to Thomas and told me that I had to go home empty-handed because Thomas needed to hold the trophy for pictures. I felt betrayed and belittled and like my efforts and sacrifices I had made had been reduced to a photo op to validate the identity and feelings of a male. But my feelings did not matter. But that is not all. In addition to being forced to give up our awards and our titles and our opportunities, the NCAA forced female swimmers to share a locker room with Thomas, a six foot four, 22 year old male equipped with an exposing male genitalia in a room full of vulnerable, undressed women. Let me be clear, we were not forewarned about this arrangement. No one asked for our consent and we did not give our consent. If nothing else, I truly hope you can see how this is a violation of our right to privacy and how we felt embarrassed, uncomfortable, and even traumatized by this experience. In 1972, Congress enacted Title IX to end unjust sex discrimination in all aspects of education, including collegiate athletics. Make no mistake about it, by allowing Thomas to dis displace female athletes in the pool and on the podium, the NCAA and the, these colleges intentionally discriminated on the basis of sex. Although they claim they acted in the name of inclusion, their policies in fact excluded female athletes, the very athletes whom Title IX was created to protect. It's impossible to speak for every single girl on that pool deck, and I don't claim to speak for every girl, but I can wholeheartedly attest to the tears that I witnessed from the ninth and 17th place finishers who missed out on being named an All-American by one place. And again, I can wholeheartedly attest to the extreme discomfort in the locker room from 18 to 22 year old girls who were exposed to male body parts and having to undress in a room with a male watching. I can attest to the anger and whispers of frustration expressed by these girls who just like myself had worked their entire lives and sacrificed so much to get to that moment. And I can wholeheartedly attest to the fact that around the country, female athletes who protested the inclusion of Leah Thomas in the women's division were threatened, intimidated, and emotionally blackmailed into silence and submission. I'm certain I speak for more than just myself when I stand before you and share my testimony. But unfortunately, our experiences as D1 swimmers, it's not unique. The number of female athletes who have been denied opportunities, again, traumatized or hurt by these policies that claim to pr promote inclusion is growing at an alarming rate. It's simply unacceptable and the integrity of women's sports is lost. And that is why I implore you to please pass legislation that preserves women's athletic opportunities at all levels. I appreciate the opportunity to share my experience and I hope you consider the facts, the science and the growing stories. Thank you. All right, that was Riley Gaines earlier today down at the North Carolina legislature. <laughs> if that, you should be reacting to that on a number of levels, on a number of levels. You should have an emotional reaction to that. It might be disgust, it might be anger, it, it, mixed in there should be heartbreak for this young woman and all these other girls who were put through the ringer because Will Thomas is a mentally ill, heartless, selfish opportunist who cares nothing about anybody other than himself. And then you have the whole progressive movement right up to the President of the United States that are jumping right in the pool with them the party and the people that claim to be for the minority are not. They never have been. 
We'll continue to talk about this later in the show. We'll hear from Tammy Fitzgerald, who's down at the legislature, fighting for fairness in women's sports. This is Steve Noble. We'll be right back. Hey, it's... Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, the Steve Noble Show, talking about protecting women's sports. Fairness and Women's Sports Act, you would think that would be, if you go back 10 or 15 years, of course, that would be the Republic, the, uh, the Re- Republicans wouldn't be coming up with that one. That would be the Democrats because they're the party of uh, women. They're the party of minorities. And now they're the party of transgenderism and, and all the madness associated with it. So they're trying to get this done, Fairness and Women's Sports Act uh, in the House. That's uh, HB 547 in the Senate, SB 631 here in North Carolina. And other states are doing the same thing. And, of course, the left is losing its mind because they, they just do the same thing. you got to be a phobe of some kind. So now you're a transphobe. You're hateful. You're abusive towards the transgender community, yada, 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 which is why I don't, I'm beginning to think we're never going to see the manifesto from the transgendered murderer in Nashville. Because the, trans, because the manifesto from the transgender murderer in Nashville is going to be explosive in its anti-Christian sentiment. And, and, I'm, and, I, and I bet you forces above the Nashville level are pressuring them not to let that out there so that they can continue to claim that the transgender community are the victims. But when you look at, and sometimes they are, okay, just remember, it's almost never all one way and all the other way. It's like my dad used to say to me all the time. There's what person A says, and there's what person B says, and somewhere in the in between lies the truth. Okay, that's the deal. Which I'm, I'm going to go through this Fox News settlement, which you're, nobody's talking about except the left-leaning media. Fox isn't talking about it for sure. One of the biggest defamation set, settlements in history, almost $800 million that Fox uh, News is giving to Dominion voting systems. Does that sound familiar? And that story's not over, but hardly anybody's talking about it because it's Fox. And Fox is like the fourth member of the Trinity or something. No, they're not. Back to Riley Gaines. So the thing that was really heartbreaking about that, her comments earlier today, is when she was talking about what not, not just what happened in the pool, where a guy the year before, Will Thomas, who was ranked like 462 nationwide out of the guys, uh, jumps, uh, pretends to be a girl, jumps in the girls' pool, claims he's a girl, and then just dominates the day before. And then he comes up against Riley Gaines, who's one of the fastest swimmers in American history, and uh, and he ties her. And then in the award ceremony, the, the NCAA doesn't have an official position or how to handle a tie in the swimming pool and literally hundreds of a second. And so they say, well, we got to give we got to give the, the trophy to uh, they would say Leah. It's Will, the guy. Uh, he's got to have the trophy for the, for the great picture, right, for the po- photo op, because we're so woke. We're so ahead of the curve. We're so progressive. We have such big hearts. We're such kind hearted people. Really? And the girl that just dedicated uh, most of her life from age six to age uh, 20, 21, who cares about her? Who cares about Title IX? Who cares about protecting women in sports? They don't. They're just completely captured by their uh, worldview, their messed up spirit of the age worldview, the progressive worldview, which cannot put a line in the sand anywhere on their side of the table. Nowhere. So you go down the road of sexual promiscuity, in the 1960s, and then in 1973, we add in abortion, then we add in homosexuality in general, then we add in gay marriage, and now we're into the transgender world. And they cannot put a line in the sand anywhere because that would be an acknowledgement of a standard outside of themselves, some standard of right and wrong. They can't do it. 
So mark my words, put it in your phone. The next thing to be on the chopping block here in the next five, maybe 10 years is going to be pedophilia. I shared that story the other day out of the uh, out of the U.N. where they have some portions of the U.N. that are like, listen, we know that in some cultures, uh, an, an older male or an older person having a sexual relationship with a younger person may be illegal, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's wrong. And then you can't call them pedophiles anymore. You got to call them mats, minor attracted people. They were just born that way. Mark my words, that's up next. Just get in line and infanticide, all kinds of stuff. There, there is no line in the sand there for them. The only hope for any of these people is Christ. All right, back to Riley Gaines. This is a great article. Because uh, Will Thomas uh, came out late, late recently and said, trans kids are losing out on opportunity. <laughs> In, in talking about this fairness in women's sports movement. So here's the article. Former All-American swimmer Riley Gaines lashed out at rival, I'm not going to say his girl name. I'm going to say his real name. Will. Lashed out at rival Will Thomas after he, uh, after the transgender identifying athlete complained that trans kids lose out on opportunities because many states and athletic bodies have barred biological males from competing against females. The fact that there's a portion of our population that goes, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> should affect your prayer life for this country, I hope. So she was on Piers Morgan's show. Piers Morgan's just knocking it out of the park all the time now. It's really wild to watch his turnaround. Uh, Will Thomas was quoted saying, I'm changing the name, remember? You know, was quoting as saying, you know, it breaks my heart to see trans kids lose out on opportunities, Gaines told Morgan. Replace that, uh, with, the, replace that with the word woman. Does it still break Thomas's heart to see women lose out on opportunities? Because that's what's happening. From my experience competing against Will Thomas at the national championships, I watched firsthand women lose out on opportunities, Gaines said. I watched women not become All-Americans, missing that 8th and 16th place by one place because they were displaced by a man, Will Thomas. This, of course, goes against everything that Title IX was created to protect, and now we have the Biden administration, the people in the White House, who are actively working to rewrite rewrite title nine right because title nine uh doesn't allow any kind of discrimination like this based on sex so you can't put a guy in the girls pools you can't put a guy volleyball player on the girls team okay so now they're redefining sex to be a gender identity title nine states no person in the united states shall on the basis of sex be excluded from participation in, be denied the benefits of or be subjected to discrimination under any education program or activity receiving federal financial assistance after Representative Katie Porter, a Democrat from California, criticized Gaines, claiming she has voiced her strong opinions about men competing against women in order to get likes and clicks, Gaines fired back. Quote, you just can't help but laugh. It's ironic. It's always women fighting against women's sex-protected spaces and rights. I'm speaking for every female athlete, just not, not just myself, Gaines said. I'm done competing. This isn't about me. But I know what's at stake if someone doesn't use their voice. I have a younger sister. I just got married. I can only hope one day that I have a daughter, and I can't imagine being in this position and not fighting for them. Gaines was recently mobbed by transgender activists and forced to shelter in a locked room for hours when she visited San Francisco State University to advocate for the rights of female athletes. Yeah, that gets you tracked down now by the left. Video on social media showed Gaines being hustled to safety by police officers as a mob of radical transgender activists followed her shouting, trans rights are human rights. Can you hear the hiss of the devil? Championing the cause of protecting female athletes has cost Gaines, she said. Nothing has been for my personal advancement, she told Morgan, appears Morgan. Nothing has been for monetary value for me. I was supposed to be in dental school this year. 
So by no means did I even feel equipped to do what I'm doing. This is not about me, and hearing her say that showed her true ignorance. Gaines has become the face of the movement and recently laced into U.S. soccer star Megan Rapinoe for slamming H.R. 734, the Protection of Women and Girls uh, in Sports Act. In March, Rapinoe tweeted, quote, Today, politicians in D.C. are claiming to, quote-unquote, protect women's sports by pushing trans and intersex sports ban. Call your congressional rep today to say women's sports need protection from unequal pay, sexual abuse, and lack of resources, not from trans kids. It's easy for her to say, isn't it? Because she didn't lose to one. She followed by signing a letter published Monday that condemned the legislation. Gaines had a reply, <laughs> as Riley Gaines always does. So when we come back, Riley Gaines' reply to Rapinoe on the whole issue of fairness in women's sports. And I want to go back to the locker room thing, too, because that's just criminal and disgusting. Please, Lord, help us. We'll be right back. I woke up this morning And I heard the news I know the pain of a heart Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, the Steve Noble Show. By the way, when, when you're talking about, we're talking about Riley Gaines. She was here in Raleigh today to support the Fairness and Women's Sports Act. We're hoping to hear from Tammy Fitzgerald at NC Values Coalition uh, by the end of the show, who's down at the legislature trying to help promote this Fairness and Women's Sports Act, which is to boil it down, to be quite simple, to, it's, it's good, good enough for a fourth grader. You don't let a boy jump in the girls' pool and, and compete against the girls in swimming. Or you don't let a boy uh, volleyball player uh, jump to the other gym and go play with the girls because he's got, whether you want to hear this or not, he's got all kinds of advantages when it comes to most sports. And then you have the other guy, that the transgender guy. Did you see this? I, I saw this clip. And then he goes and, and they let him in to a professional ballet company to dance with the girls. And, and he's a guy, and he looks like an idiot. But they can't say no to him because that's virtue signaling, and that's part of their worldview. You have to be inclusive of everybody, which, which requires you to set aside reality. And he just made a fool out of himself. But they're all, poor, point, they're all probably patting themselves on the backs going, look how kind and loving and open-minded we are. Can you hear the hiss of the snake once again? He's all over this. So Rapinoe, who spiky blonde hair, lesbian, outspoken, liberal soccer, soccer player. She came out in March because I want to get to Riley Gaines's response to this. She's so good. Rapinoe tweeted, today politicians in D.C. are claiming to protect women's sports, in quotes, air quotes, right? By pushing a trans and intersex sports ban. Call your congressional rep today to say women's sports need protection from unequal pay, sexual abuse, and lack of resources. Not from trans kids, to which I said, that's easy for you to say, uh, Rapineau, because you didn't lose a championship to a guy pretending, quote-unquote, to be a girl. It didn't cost you anything. It's easy for you to take the stand on his behalf. Gaines accused Rapineau of virtue signaling on Twitter. Quote, I can respect opinions that differ from my own, and everyone is entitled to think and speak independently, but I can't help but think Megan Rapinoe would genuinely shiv any male who tried to take her spot on the U.S. women's national team, according to Fox News. Gaines later deleted the tweets. <laughs> shiv is like uh, in prison, you know, when they make a weapon out of your spoon. And I'm sure she's right. If Megan Rapinoe lost her spot to a guy in the U.S. women's national team, you would never hear the end of it. Never. 
She'd been on the warpath for the rest of her life. In late March, Gaines ripped ESPN for their Celebrating Women's History Month segment in which they lauded Will Thomas, a biological male, duh, for becoming the first transgender athlete to win an NCAA champion, a Division I championship by winning the 500 freestyle. Gaines tweeted, she said, Leah, I say Will, that's his real name. Will Thomas is not a brave, courageous woman who earned a national title. He is an arrogant cheat who stole a national title from hardworking, deserving woman. From a hardworking, deserving woman. That would be the girl that he beat out by body lengths in that one, the 500. The NCAA is responsible. If I was a woman working at ESPN, I would walk out. You're spineless. Wow. That's who you're dealing with there, Riley Gaines. That's awesome. So we'll see if we can get Tammy Fitzgerald on the phone in the final segment. Otherwise, we'll catch up to her soon and keep tracking the Fairness in Women's Sports Act, which goes so far. Ugh. It goes so far as to say biological men can't compete against women in women's sports. Wow. Those radicals. The locker room thing, that that's, as a father with two daughters, I mean, that that's so infuriating. They put Will Thomas in the girls' locker room for the NCAA swimming championships. Six foot three, 200 whatever pounds. He's a guy, and he's in there getting dressed, undressed, and then in his one-piece swimsuit. They didn't forewarn the girls. They didn't ask them for their permission. They just did it, which is sexual abuse. The whole thing's just disgusting. All right, let me jump to a completely different topic, which is not, you're not hearing this much at all. You're definitely not going to hear it on Fox News. So what's going on here? Fox settles a landmark defamation suit sparing Murdoch from the witness stand. Hmm, this was on Daily Wire. Fox News settled a bombshell defamation suit stemming from the 2020 election by paying Dominion Voting Systems, remember that? Nearly $800 million. Fox paid Dominion $800 million bucks just hours after the beginning of a trial that would have seen some of the cable news' behemoth stars take the witness stand. The dramatic settlement also spared Fox News' 92-year-old founder, Rupert Murdoch, from testifying. The deal in the Wilmington, Delaware case came in the early afternoon following the earlier selection of 12 jurors and a dozen alter alternates. The case has been resolved, and it's been resolved because of you, State Superior Court Judge Eric Davis told jurors. A Fox News spokesperson confirmed the settlement had been reached. We are pleased to have reached a settlement of our dispute with Dominion Voting Systems. We acknowledge the court's rulings, finding certain claims about Dominion to be false. Dominion lawyer Justin Nelson stated immediately after the deal that, quote, we wish to express our deepest appreciation to the court and said the settlement was for just over $787 million. Dominion sued Fox and its parent company, Fox Corporation, claiming it knowingly spread false claims about its vote-counting equipment following the 2020 election. Fox guests and allegedly some hosts claimed Dominion had paid government bribes, switched votes, and was founded in Venezuela to rig elections for Hugo Chavez. Quote, in the coming weeks, we will prove Fox spread lies, causing enormous damage to Dominion. A Dominion spokesperson said in a statement the morning of the trial, we look forward to the trial. The trial is not to be televised, but likely would have been seen uh, some of the network's biggest stars take the stand in addition to Murdoch and his son, Lachlan Murdoch. Primetime hosts Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity were expected to testify, as well as Fox Business Network Maria Bartiromo and one-time weekend host Janine Pira. Wow. Dominion was prepared to show the jury internal messages from Fox hosts and executives in which they appeared to express knowledge that the claims about Dominion were false. The case could have major implications for the media, as in the landmark 1964 U.S. Supreme Court's Times versus Sullivan held that news organizations must be shown to have acted with actual malice to be found guilty of defamation. And there is another lawsuit, okay, not just Dominion, 
There's the other one that's out there. Uh, Smartmatic. Fox still has to contend with a similar lawsuit from another voting technology company, Smartmatic. The company was often lumped in with Dominion while the false claims were made on Fox, and in some cases the claims against Smartmatic arguably went further. A New York judge last month allowed Smartmatic's $2.7 billion, with a B, billion-dollar lawsuit to move forward. The size of the payout in the Dominion case will only make the stakes of the next case even larger. Another major issue looming over Fox, this is from another article, is what its shareholders might do. Shareholders can sue the network over how its decisions damage their assets. One of them filed suit this month. Others have demanded company records. Whoa. So you remember all that stuff? Dominion and then Smartmatic. And then they, on Fox, they had all the stories going along with Trump's narrative that Dominion and Smartmatic were switching votes. They were down in Venezuela. The whole thing's rigged. I know a lot of people, a lot of people, probably some of you listening to the show right now that were like, yep, that was all. It was The fix was in. They were switching votes. The whole thing, they stole the election, yada, 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 yada. And Fox, of course, had, uh, oh, what was her name? The one lawyer that came on all the time. And she ended up being able to, to uh, present nothing in a forum where it could go anywhere. Can't remember her name. You know what I'm talking about. And so they were, they were airing that stuff all the time. And so Dominion and Smartmatic sued them for defamation. You're destroying our reputation by spreading lies. That's the basis of the case. Now, if you're Fox, uh, 800 million bucks. Now, Fox has about $4 billion in the bank in cash, so they can write a check for it. But still, if, if you didn't do anything wrong, why settle, right? Because you, you don't want Hannity on the stand. You don't want Tucker Carlson on the stand. There's stories about pressure from behind the scenes at Fox that, oh, yeah, 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 you're going you're gonna to run with this story. And so all that stuff would have come out in court. And then eventually you and, and me would have heard of all, the, all this stuff. So what's going on there? Again, just because it's Fox, quote, unquote, on our side, doesn't mean they are immune from accountability. It doesn't mean because they're on our side, your side, my side, that you can trust everything they say. If you do, God help you, because you can't. Solomon said it best. There's nothing new under the sun, okay? The one player that's in every single story I ever talk about on this show is going to be human depravity, man's sin nature. And then throw in there, right, Josh, throw in there the devil, the demonic forces. It's all in there. But man's sin nature, first and foremost, is all over it. And then the devil's in, uh, activity uh, varies from place to place, person to person, situation to situation. But man's sin nature is constant. I often uh, quote an old Puritan writer who said, the seed of every sin exists in every human heart. So when we say about somebody else, when they've made massive mistakes, oh, man, how could they be so stupid? How could they How could they do this? How could they do that? Just remember the seed of that sin is in your heart too. And so when I tune into Fox News or watch Tucker Carlson or listen to Sean Haney, whatever, I know what I'm getting is biased. How biased it is just depends on the story. What's their personal stake? But I know it's biased because those guys, the last time I checked, are human beings. And so as a Christian... We should all be very aware of these theological truths and act accordingly. We'll see if we can get Tammy Fitzgerald 
on the phone from NC Values. This is Steve Noble. We'll be- get in the report. Sydney Powell, I can't get in the report. Okay, Tammy's calling in. Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, The Steve Noble Show. Great to be with you. I'm going to go ahead and answer this phone myself because I think it's Tammy. Hey, Tammy, it's Steve. Are you there? Uh, They're going to have to put her on the air. Okay, guys, you take care of Tammy. She called in, so see if you can get her ready to go. That's Tammy Fitzgerald, uh, our good friend down at NC Values Coalition. Uh, Every fight worth fighting (laughs) here in North Carolina in the legislature from a Christian conservative perspective Tammy and the NC Values Coalition is right there. She's always in on it. Uh, and so it was no surprise today that she was part of uh, getting this together and everything happening down at the legislature with the Fairness and Women's Sports Act and, and uh, Riley Gaines being down there. And you heard her comments earlier. It was just outstanding. So that was super cool. And uh, so great to see this movement growing around the country. And it's just logical. This isn't hateful. It's just logical. This is like third grade level thinking here, okay? This, this doesn't require an advanced degree to understand the ridiculousness of the subject. Let's go to our friend, Tammy Fitzgerald. Tammy, how are you? Hey, Steve, I'm doing great. Excellent. So, uh, so wonderful to see Riley Gaines in town today. Her, her comments, as usual, were outstanding. So just give us a feel for what's going on down there at the legislature. I know they're talking about the Fairness and Women's Sports Act. I want to make sure we all understand exactly what's happening. Well, I want to introduce you to a friend of mine who's here with me today. He's a bonus. Um, we have Barbara Ehart, who's a state house member from Idaho, and she is the founder of the women's sports movement. So Barbara got the first women's sports bill passed in the country, That's and awesome. she's been present for all of the 21 states that have passed it so far, and we have to be number 22. Um, this Today, the bill has gone through um, three committees, um, two in the House, one in the Senate. Yesterday, it went through a Senate committee, and then it went to the House floor this afternoon, left there, and I'm actually sitting in uh, an office in the legislative office building uh, right now, but the House passed the bill today, and so that is a great reason for celebration. Now, are uh, the— I'm going to let Representative— yeah, please. I, yeah, I wanted to ask you, Tammy, about, about how the Democrats are handling it. But let's get let's get Barbara on. That would be great. I'd love to talk to her. Well, thanks. Uh, yes, this is Representative E. Harton. Happy to be here in your great state of North Carolina, hoping that you will quickly become number 22. Amen. Thank you so much for being here. And uh, Representative, what kind of got you into this battle there in Idaho? And, and I've been seeing a lot of good things happening in Idaho uh, recently, and that's just one of them. It's so, so awesome to see that happening. Great leadership. But why did you get involved personally? Uh, well, I had been spending in 2018 time watching what was happening in Connecticut with with our um, young gals over there being absolutely annihilated by two biological boys who decided to run track and and basically take 15 state championships from those gals and just 85 tournaments besides all the other losses. And I happened to have been a Division One athlete myself. I played basketball at Idaho State, and then I spent 15 years coaching Division One women's basketball 
at four fantastic institutions. So when people say that this is motivated by a transphobic, uh, racist, whatever, all of right. the bigoted stuff they like to say, yeah. that's yeah. simply not true. I was an athlete, and I spent 15 years coaching Division One women's basketball. I saw this coming a long time ago. Do you hear essentially from the left, from the Democrats, is it kind of the same clap track over and over and over again in terms of they're incensed, we're all transphobic, we actually don't care about women, blah, 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 blah. Is it the same thing over and over again? Right. You know, that question, I, I don't say this like a lot of people do, that's, that's a very good question because it's very insightful and it's very important because it, they are the exact same comments, exact same points. The ACLU does a fantastic job of distributing the talking points. Mm. And even when we give specific answers such as, well, this is going to be terrible because whether you're, you know, a regular woman or, or, you know, a biological male pretending to be a gal, that there's going to be genital examinations. For example, not even close to being true. We show them exactly how and why that's not the case along with everything else, and yet they still go to those arguments. And the reason they go to those arguments is because they're inflammatory, they're emotional, and they have to keep their base revved up. And, and a lot of people, unfortunately, actually believe that because they don't take time to find out what's in the bill and what's being said and how and why it's being acted, enacted in the other states. And, and the arguments are misdirections, to use a sport term, yeah. and they're simply false. Okay, so with the Democrats and progressives, they're all the same. Uh, they have laid claim to uh, being on the side of women for decades now. Yet here they are throwing women under the bus, under the trans uh, transgender yep. bus. So what do you what do you think's behind that? I mean, I, I, I always speak to this as a born again Christian with a really strong theological perspective. But from your perspective, representative down there in the trenches and now traveling around the country and God bless you and thank you for doing that. Why do you think they're so duplicitous that they don't even if they don't even appear to see it? You know, uh, I, I think there are a number of things at play. One of them is the complete destruction. In Idaho, we literally say this is a war on women, not just with this, but with everything else they're doing from the prisons, taking away our sex-based uh, spaces, our safe spaces. Uh, but you see, here's the thing. When you destroy the mother or the woman, as they're doing, redefine what it is, you destroy the home. When you destroy the home, you destroy the community. When you destroy the community, you destroy the state. And when you destroy the state, you destroy the nation. There's a lot of things at play here. This is just one of them. If we look at it specifically from an ACLU perspective, in 2018, I was I knew I'd be bringing this bill. I started to work on it, but it, it took two years because I before I could bring it forward. And one of the our ACLU gal in Idaho was was traveling through, and she wanted to have you know dinner with us because sometimes there's some things we can find common ground on when yeah. it would come to judiciary and the courts and things like that. And as we're having dinner, I thought I'd just pose a question to her. And I, I said, you know, when it comes to your hierarchy of victimhood, and she said, hierarchy of victimhood, what is that? And I said, well, you guys kind of have a hierarchy of victimhood. When it comes to your hierarchy of victimhood, where do women and uh, black women or Hispanic women, where do they all compare, say, to uh, your transgender? Because I still use that word, but in this case, <laughs> two transgendered individuals. Like, yeah. And she goes, well, what do you mean? Well, if you had two competing, uh, you know, cases, you know, one was a transgendered, one was a black woman, who is it that you're, whose side are you going to take? She unequivocally said, having no idea I'd be bringing this legislation, that it would be the transgender. 
and the, this is their new this is their new religion. I kid right. you not. And I'll tell you what, me having spent 15 years coaching Division One women's basketball, I worked with our gay community as far as you know, so many of our kids throughout the time, you know, whether coaching against them or some that were on our team, or even people within the administration. Um, you know, a lot of these people were catalysts and key to moving, uh, you know, the Title IX forward and helping yeah. create opportunities for women and, gir- and girls. And this is an this LGBT is an unholy alliance. The L has been afraid to speak out, mm-hmm. but we're gaining. I don't mean me. I'm not LGBT, but that group is gaining more yeah, oh yeah. courage and starting to speak out. And that's part of what it's going to take. But but they need to because this is this is not about them. There's no when people say, "Oh, see, you hate the LGBT youth." I'm like, I don't hate anybody, and this has nothing to do with LGB. Nothing at all. Don't do not conflate the right, issue. Right. This is very narrowly focused on sports and biological men and boys taking our spots and opportunities. That's what it is, and they have turned it into the circus, not us. They have. That's exactly right. So well said. Representative, thank you so much for coming to North Carolina. Thank you so much for your efforts, and thanks for jumping on the phone. I appreciate that. Can I talk to Tammy one more time right quick, please? Yeah, I'm right here, Steve. All right, so I I assume all the Democrats down there uh, in Raleigh are are pretty much playing the the same tune that all the Democrats are playing around the country on this issue. Yeah, of course they are. I mean, this is, they brought up things like this is discrimination, these are trans-targeting bills, all these bills that have been filed. They talked about intersex individuals, what teams would they play on, which, if you know anything about that, has nothing yes. to do with transgender. Correct, yes. Um, so, yeah, just all the, the diversionary tactics that they like to do. So, so where do you see this going? Because uh, I think it's pretty obvious that Governor Cooper would veto this. And then now, obviously, with the addition of uh, a Democrat switching to the Republican Party, would we be able to override his veto? Because my assumption is he would veto it. What do you think of that? Well, I I mean, I've always assumed he would veto it. But I'll tell you, we had 73 votes in favor of the bill today. That's uh, one vote more than we need to override a veto. So if I were him, I'd think twice about it. This issue polls. At, in January, it polled at 72% across the state that support the bill that don't think biological males should play against women in sports. And I just think this is a dangerous uh, little limb that he's mm-hmm. about to get out on if he thinks about vetoing this bill. Yeah, well, I mean, from a political perspective, I hope he does. Because <laughs> I, I always prefer to play against <laughs> some, play cards with somebody that's willing to tilt their cards in my direction so you can continue to see what they're holding. Uh, nothing would surprise me with Governor Cooper. You know that. Uh, and Tammy, as always, uh, I was telling people earlier, wherever there's a good fight taking place in Raleigh for conservative Christian causes, you can always find Tammy there, and you're still there today. I appreciate you, sister. You're Thank sweet. you so much for your work. Thank you so much, Steve. You know me. I always run to the fight. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> God bless you for it. Thanks so much. Thank the representative for me, too, okay. and thanks for getting her on with us. It's been awesome. Yeah. Th- thanks, Tammy. It. All right. Have we'll talk to you day. later. Thank you, too. Thanks. Talk to you later. That was great. Praise the Lord for these brave women. Let's all join them, shall we? Let's all be brave men and women of God, because if he is with us, who can be against us? This is Steve Noble on the Steve Noble Show. God willing, I'll talk to you again real soon. And like my dad always used to say, ever forward.